what you can do is bring in a psychic reader or an aura reader <laughs> to tell your friend that they're bad for them. So if Which is you what Ashley really did. <laughs> really... <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Girls Gotta Eat Bonus Edition. It's a bonus episode. <laughs> From our new studio. It is so beautiful. Are I you- know. It's not done. It's like almost there. So yeah. if, you, if we post the clip this week, you'll just notice us on this pink couch with a bare wall. But we're in. We're in. We're going to wallpaper it. We got a sign coming. <laughs> it is so beautiful. It is so pink. It is so velvety. The it's Pelotons in here. <laughs> Raina hates it. Just admit it, sis. <laughs> You hate it. No, there's nothing you can do about it. Ashley (laughs) is going to pay a little more because this is her gym. No, (laughs) Um, but I just, I love that we have a workspace. I love that we have this place to just pop in and it's ours. It is. Three years in and we have a pink studio. (laughs) We've made it, fam. Okay, and this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash gg. So you know if you listen to the show that we are such fans of therapy and anything that can really improve your mental health and get you to a better place where you are loving and enjoying your life more and spending the time the way you want to. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time, but the question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. So therapy can really help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's so helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, empowering you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma, et cetera. It helps you with your relationships, whether romantic, friendships, family, all the things. So we really cannot recommend it enough. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. So again, check out BetterHelp, see if it works for you, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GGE today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash GGE. Okay. I haven't seen you that much over the last few Uh, days. I've missed you. We're here. Well, you have been with somebody that you've been dating, and I'm so excited to tell you in this episode that I don't like him. (laughs) 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 Can you imagine we do it live? We're going to do it live. Fuck it. Oh, my God. This is why you conned me into this episode topic. And I picked it. You were like, "Here's here's three ideas I have for the bonus. I think they're all great. Hating your friend's partner. And yeah. I was like, let's do that. I love that. So now, reason number one. I'm kidding. Hit no, me. He's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you mentioned it for a couple of weeks. You're dating somebody. You guys met on the internet. Yeah. Okay. No, we did not. Actually, you guys know me. I'm getting back out there, but I never do. Um, Ashley told me I should tell you guys where we met. So, um, Oh, no. I Oh, right now? Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm just going to casually. I mean, Ashley was like, it's weird that you're suddenly dating somebody. We haven't mentioned it. So you're right. Um, so <laughs> we met. you so much. <laughs> we met through a, a mutual friend. We met through somebody that he works with. Um, um, our very first conversation was actually about like how to meet girls. Okay. And it's like pretty funny to like, I always think back to that. Cause I'm like, I just like was telling you how to meet other girls. And then I was like, no, I, I think I'm the girl you're going to meet. Uh, <laughs> so he came here this week. He's uh he came from LA. He stayed with me for the week. You met him. Rob met him. Yeah. He loves Rob. Couldn't love Rob more. Yeah. But you, yeah. So you met him and then you guys kind of like texted phone, did some phone dates. Mm-hmm. 
and then you went to LA and then he came here. So we're on a trajectory here. He, we went to Ozatar and <laughs> our little double date. We had two double dates this week or last week. Oh now. yeah, we did. We went last one, not this point, last Wednesday night, went out with Francis and Julio and me and you. And then the next night you and this guy and me and Rob, all these guys have Killing significant it. others. <laughs> <They're> not- <laughs> that is so true. Everybody we went on double dates with this week was yeah. my significant other, I but guess. We went to Ozatar and I was like, just so you know, like Rob's a lot. And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, just, you'll see. But I just want to give you a heads up to, so you know. You texted me after dinner. You didn't, you said, um, did he like Rob? Be honest. You didn't say, did he like me? Be honest. <laughs> I knew he liked me. I mean, that much is clear. <laughs> I could feel it. I think that like when you're dating a new person, it is really nice to just give them a heads up about everybody that they're going to meet, right? So yeah. he was with me all week and he met a lot of my friends um, and I gave him a heads up about each person. This person, like none of my friends are like a, you know, you need like a, a warning. warning stamp on them. But that that's true though. It's like always fun to t- talk about your friends to somebody that you're dating like before they meet. You're like, okay, so you're going to meet this person, this person, this person. Here's how this person is. Here's how this person is. Like it's always fun to like talk them up and mm-hmm. tell them what they're about and then see if after they meet them, they agree. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. So it, it, I think you do that regardless. It's not always a like this person's a lot warning. It can be like this person's really shy or whatever. Or especially if your partner is really shy. Like I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't know how he was going to be like meeting all these people. Um, I mean, he didn't, he's just so, he's just easy to be around. He's easy to be. And I think and we'll talk about it today. I wouldn't date somebody at this age that I couldn't bring around my friends no. that I didn't think would be nice, respectful, in a good mood, ask you questions about yourself. I'm not out here dating people that I think are terrible. Yeah. Like I did in my early twenties. Yeah, I know. And that's something too today to like always keep age in mind. You know, I, I always want to make sure I'm coming from a place of like, I've been through it. I've, I didn't know all this stuff even five years ago. So I think mm-hmm. it's like, it's a lot easier to be in your thirties and have been dating for so long and to be able to give this advice and have these reflections, but you don't necessarily have it when you're twenties. If you do great. And I, I think just, kids are way more kids. People are kids. more mature than they were even in our day. And I think people get better as they get older too, right? I'm better. Like I might've maybe started a fight in front of somebody's friends or like <laughs> huffed off and like just acted like not a yelling fight, but acted like a brat yeah. um, or not wanted to engage or, you know, I think I've gotten better through our show of like asking other people questions about their life. I might not have always done that. So people just get better with age. Right. Like, yeah, you're right. Like less hot-headed. Yeah. Like I used to be back in the day, I would just fight with somebody publicly. I don't care. <laughs> if it's on my mind, it's coming out. You and I had a fight in the lobby of a building. <laughs> <laughs> and at a restaurant. <laughs> and at a bathing suit store. And at a bathing suit store. <laughs> always in public. I don't even know. We actually don't fight. Not We've in public. Two, well, <laughs> We've had our two like screaming fights have been in hotel hotels. Rooms. They're never like it's weird because like all these times have been like out of town, but we do travel well together. It's not that we just go out of town and fight. We only fight on vacation. We only fight. I don't think we've gotten in like a fight here. Well, we've, you know, we've gotten in the studio in, like he did. Oh, we can't find the studio. <laughs> You you brought him up to the studio and I was like, I'm making sure that we're all leaving at the same time because I'm not they're not gonna try to fuck in here. 
I will tell you, we got here like five minutes before you did, and I was like, you want to try to fuck in the studio? And then I decided not to, because no. you were on your way up. It's you know? also disrespectful. I don't want to get calm on the studio. <laughs> you well, one of us could fuck on the table. Oh, the table's brand new. I, I just, just, let's like keep it. Let's break in the studio first. No. <laughs> like, look at the table. Do not touch the Peloton. I sort of fucking God, Raina. Who's fucking on the Peloton? Who's fucking on a Peloton? Someone just told us recently, can you fuck? They were saying. I asked you, can you fuck on a Peloton? Okay. Can you? Why? What's the point? Yeah. And I was like, remember the episode with Usama and he was like, Peloton fuck parties. Everybody's fucking on a Peloton. <laughs> I just hear him in my head, in my dreams. Um, but you have things that you want to tell me. So, okay. I had a really fun weekend. There was just like stuff going on and um, uh, Meryl's back in town. She's been gone for three months. So I saw her, a friend of ours had like a wine tasting thing. I went to like a fun dinner Friday night. Everybody's vaxxed. We're living our truth. But Saturday was just up on the roof with my friends that live in the building and some other people. We had a friend from out of town. And so we were up there. I mean, and I feel like it was like a Saturday. It's April New Yorkers are going to New York. Like it's, it's 50 degrees out. It was overcast it was and we're up on the roof. Mm-hmm. Like put on your cute jacket and get up there and drink rosé. Like it doesn't matter. We've like been through enough. Yeah. We're like, we're going to, we're going to rooftop. And uh, on my rooftop, I look over and I see everybody partying on their rooftops. Like every rooftop I could see had like people on it, like mm-hmm. just doing the same thing as us. And I look over directly across and I see these people dressed up. I see decor. I'm like, what is going on over there? This is like a theme party. And like, you guys, this is so funny. I think it's Bridgerton. I could hear the vitamin string quartet. I could hear the violins. Uh-huh. I was like, they're having a fucking Bridgerton theme party. <laughs> I was like, what? And so I called over like my friends. I was up on the roof with, I was like, guys are having a Bridgerton theme party. So we're filming it. I was filming it. And then they noticed us, the Bridgerton people. And they were like, Hey, and I'm like, you guys look amazing. And then some other person goes, <laughs> What's the theme? And this guy yells back, Prince Philip's funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Which which was so just funny and off the cuff. It was Bridgerton, obviously. Oh, really? Yeah, it was Bridgerton. But he was just like, Prince Philip's funeral. And so I posted this story. It's just so great. It's just like... You know, just it resonated with people, got shared so many like thousands of times because people were like, that's so fun. Like people yelling across Uh from the rooftops. And then someone sent me this girl's Instagram story, like a a follower of mine and was like, hey, this is the girl whose party it was. Like I follow her. She's the sex and relationship editor at Bustle. And I was like, that's so funny. Like I'm, I've read her work, you know, and she used to be with Teen Vogue. And then I go in my DMs and she had messaged me herself because so many people had probably sent her my story. And she was like, that was my Bridgerton birthday party. What are the odds? So her and I go back and forth and I'm like, I'm such a fan of your work. And she's like, me too. And then... And then like Dylan responded to my story and he's like, what's up with the girl in the black though? Like this is far away. And he could see that this girl was like kind of hot. And I was like, yeah, of course he's trolling for pussy on your Instagram story. So I was like, let me ask. Cause now I know the girl whose birthday it was. So I was like, what's up with the girl in the black? Is she single? And she's like, she is single. Here's her Instagram account. Ashley, get the fuck out. So I like sent it to Dylan and then I am shocked. Another guy that was at the party slid into my DMs. He was like, I loved your video. That was my, that was on my roof. Can you send me the video? What? It was just so fun. You know what it reminded me of? Did you remember this? This is right up your alley, Raina. Andy Cohen one time, this rooftop, he was like filming these people partying on a rooftop across from his apartment or his condo, whatever. And obviously it's Andy Cohen, you know, so many people were like, Andy Cohen has you guys from your party on his Instagram story. And then they invited him over and And then he went over. Yeah. And I think it happened almost like it might've happened two years in a row, but I remember that like, he was like, these people are having this crazy party across from me. And then they invited him and he went, he showed up. 
what would I do if Andy Cohen just showed up in like fucking roof? <laughs> also, like you, I feel like you would have gone over. You and me would have gone over there. Oh yeah, I know. Like that was the thing. Like. And and then the, the guy that slid in my DMs was like, we'll invite you guys next time. I'm like, yeah, you better. Like, these seem like such cool people, but I just, I couldn't get enough of her Instagram story. Like, Bridgerton theme birthday. I was like, go off. She had just the funniest captions about everything. Why am I like feeling emotional like about exactly one year ago that we were like all just sort of like hanging out of our windows, yelling stuff. And now it's like, we're back together. We're having theme parties. Yeah. We're wearing <laughs> costumes. Like, we're yelling at each other. We're connecting people. Dylan's fucking a stranger via your Instagram account. I feel like I would I will never say the true term new normal i feel like we're getting back to normal it's fucking awesome well i was like do i like give a disclaimer about dylan or (laughs) i was just like do i say like hey if he fucks your friend over it's not my problem like i don't want this girl to not like us she's an editor of bustle (laughs) okay so i that's a good question about like do you give anybody disclaimers about the people that you're friends with i think in this scenario no he's like a hot guy he's a comedian she can listen she can to him on our show. Herself. Yeah. If this like somehow worked if out. they date. I mean, he's not going to date anybody long term. But listen, if they date for three weeks, I will be so excited. I know. And I feel like I only feel comfortable telling you this story because you're dating somebody. So you're not going to be like jealous. Um, well, what Dylan? happened? Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I would be really upset. I'd be like, I have to pause the recording. I have to call Dylan. <laughs> and then I have one more thing. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys really like troll my Instagram comments, but Dale Moss has been in there. <laughs> like every time he comments. I haven't been trolling. And I okay. think that was because it like gets people like laughing uh-huh. and you know, he gets a little attention and I'll always respond. <laughs> but anyway, so Dale's kind of been back on my radar Instagram wise. He's obviously not. I think he's back with Clara. He was on, he was on chicks in the office. If you guys really care about what's going on with Dale, go listen to them. We love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and but anyway, this girl DM'd me. She's a follower, obviously fan of the show. <laughs> she said, this is at 1.07 a.m. <laughs> she goes, Ashley, I saw Dale Moss at a bar and told him we were friends so I could talk to him. Ha ha ha. I wonder if he realized I'm just a fan. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> can you imagine? She's like, Ashley's my mom and my sister. And we I'm friends. friends with Ashley. He's like, oh, really? Okay. Any friend of Ashley is a friend you know of what? mine. Listen, I don't hate this. I actually really like this as an opening line. When you see somebody that's like been on another person's show to just like front like your friends. And it, they'll be like, how did you guys meet? I don't know. Make it up. I know. And then she goes, and I said, I heard she brought a backpack on a date with you. Like, so funny. I respect it. I laughed. I was like, hey, I was like, haha, girl, that's amazing. However, what if someone like goes up to someone we know and they're like, hey, I'm a friend of Ashley and they're like a shitty person. They're terrible and they make us look bad. I actually, I think that's fine because I think that if you actually, I think you can find out pretty quickly that person really isn't our friend. So you could debunk that in two seconds. Here's what I really don't like is when men who have previously been on our show use us to get pussy at their comedy shows. I'm not using any names, but I don't like it. This happened recently? No, this happened um, a couple summers ago and um, this guy FaceTime me from one of his shows. He was with a bunch of girls. Yes. Um, I don't like that. Don't like it. Totally. That happened to me two weeks ago. I mean, unless it's Dylan or Osama. They can well, FaceTime us anytime. That's, yeah. But a guy that I had a thing with and have not spoken to in quite some time, this was like a couple weeks ago, he FaceTimed me at like... It was like 1 a.m., but he lives on the West Coast. So, I mean, not crazy, 10 p.m. for him. And I saw the FaceTime come through, and I was like, I know that he met some girls that are fans, and he's trying to flex. And sure enough, I obviously didn't answer the FaceTime. And then I got a text, and he was like, hey, I'm with some fans. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. Uh-huh. Like, we don't talk anymore. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm uh-huh. still cool with somebody, friends with somebody, and they want to do that, I'm all for it. I, I, I might not answer. I'll do it for my brother, obviously, anytime. But like... It was so rude to me to be like, we haven't talked in probably a year. I felt a little rejected by you last time we were 
in the same city and here you are out here. No, you can't use anybody else's name to get pussy from somebody else. Okay. Unless you're like my DC ex, which like, please meet somebody and stop talking to me soon. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll name drop if I'm trying to get laid, but I'm not FaceTiming. That feels duplicitous and not nice. It does. So. It was weird. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah. It's fucking weird. This is something only a man would do. They're fucking gross. Oh yeah. Women would never, ever. Never. Um, I guess my only other thing, I have a guy that recently liked me on Hinge and I looked him up and he's like a big deal. I feel very so excited, I'm excited about, about it. I mean, no, probably nothing will happen. I did ask you so many. I started peppering you with questions. You were like, I saw this guy on Hinge and I was like, you guys going to go out? Well, he, he liked me. We're, we're mm-hmm. matched now, but he is like, that's the kind of guy that I was trying to meet on Raya. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of these guys on Hinge that are like doing big things. They don't make their way over to Hinge. Like the guys that are like Forbes, you know, he's legit. So just so you guys, everybody's trying to let you know he was in Forbes 30 under 30. Listen, just everybody send good vibes. That's what the, um, that's what Kelly said, who you're going to date. Not that specific guy. That would be pretty granular for her to know that, but she pulled the emperor card. Uh huh. She pulled an emperor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to lay me an emperor. (laughs) No, I don't know. That was just, that's all that's happened to me this morning. (laughs) This morning. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it's a bonus episode. Everything you're getting is bonus content. What are you guys going to do? Okay, thank you to Helix for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Use code HELIXPARTNER20, and you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. You guys know how obsessed we are with Helix. Both of us have multiple Helix mattresses. It's all we sleep on. I have made sure that my parents have one, my brother has one, my boyfriend has one. I just refuse to go anywhere and not sleep on a Helix mattress. That is how obsessed we are. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, which we love. We have the Lux Collection mattresses, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So for everyone in the family, and you're just going to take their quiz, which is really fun, and then they will give you your personalized mattress recommendation. It's going to be shipped straight to your door free of charge. You can try it out for 100 nights to make sure you love it, and then there's a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. We know everybody sleeps differently. You might sleep on your back, your side, roll around all night on your stomach, or you might want a soft, medium, or firm mattress. We are all so different. So that is why they offer really something for everyone. And so you're just going to order what works best for you, come straight to your door. You can sleep on it that night. You're going to love it. It will change your life. You'll get the best sleep of your life and you can thank us later. So Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE and use code helixpartner20. This is their best offer with Helix Better Sleep Starts Now. Okay. I am so excited for this topic today. I mean, so is everyone else. Uh, you posted the Instagram story slide, send us um, stories about hating your friends, man. And we also got a lot of stories from people who have been the one who's, uh, everybody has hated your man. Yeah. Uh, we were <laughs> flooded. I was sitting at the computer and all of a sudden like 10 emails came in in like three minutes. And I was like, what's happening? Oh my God. And if you guys are like, I didn't see that Instagram story slide. It's because we took it down after we got a hundred emails because <laughs> we were like, we can never Two hours. go through all these. And there's always so many like common things threads. So we're like, we want to talk about what the listeners want to hear about. Um, yeah, this is about, do you, uh, hate your friend's partner? I was thinking about this, like 
if we've covered stuff relating to this before. So what we've covered in the past, and this came up in a bunch of the emails, was um, I hate my sibling's partner. Yeah. Um, so we covered that with Vienna Farron um, in December of 2019. Yes. And then really early on, so like, don't judge us, but like we did this topic in a much shorter episode and we tackled like all parts of it, like your partner's friends, your whatever. It was called What About Your Friends? And Uh it was like really like first 10 episodes probably. So that was like early 2018. And then opposite sex relationships, we touched on this a little bit in an episode called Is It Purely Platonic? Which was October 2020. This is a topic that people really relate to. Y'all all all hate your friend's partners. But we've all been in those scenarios and it is really, really painful and it sucks and we'll talk about like why you might hate your friend's partner and what's you about it and do you tell your friend um, and how to sort of manage the fallout and things like that but I love a topic that every single person has been through and yeah. I want to hear if you've ever obviously like hated a friend's partner or people have hated your partner which like I know everything about you but yeah I mean people. I haven't had a situation where I was like this is like really affecting my life that I don't like my friend's partner okay. I have a very, very close girlfriend. She's like family. Uh, Cause I also think this varies based on the closeness. Cause you can have like, you know, second, third tier friends. You hate their partner who fucking cares. You know totally. what I mean? You never have to even see that person. It's not, it doesn't really affect you, but I have a really close friend and the him, him as a person is just whatever. I, 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 I mean, he's not somebody I would choose to spend time with, but it's more so of just like their history and kind of the impact I feel like he's had on her and like so many years of just seeing her upset and they're fine now, I guess they have a healthy relationship. Like, but uh, for years I found myself like screaming about him, you know, just like I, you know, when they would break up and then I would feel more empowered to be like, I fucking hate him, you know? And I can say that because she is so wonderful and mature and knows that all of this comes from a place of love because her and I are really close that she's never held this against me. Like she can fully know that he, I don't quote unquote like him. I'm fine with him. I can be around him. We'll we'll get to this. She just knows that I'd rather spend time just with her, you know, like, which is fine. Like we don't all need to be having like couples dates, couples vacations. And I think that you're a rational enough person. We, you and I talked about this before the episode started of like, you and I can look at a situation and say, do I not like this person because they're just not my cup of tea? I don't love socializing with them. They're just not for me. Or is this person treating my friend terribly? And is that why I hate them? And then I think those are very divergent paths of like, how do you deal with it with your friend? Yeah. I mean, as far as like not liking my partner, I've had guys that I've dated casually that like I knew maybe people weren't, weren't didn't love him, but didn't matter. I, I kind of didn't see a future. I guess with like my most serious ex, <laughs> everybody loved him, his personality. Like everybody <laughs> loved him, but I think they just saw, we just had a toxic relationship. So they just saw me so upset all the time. And, you know, I have to say, I give my friends a lot of credit. They really stuck by me and heard me just complain and cry and really not be myself for like a year or more, you know? And I think there was times when they could have been like, Ash, I cannot take this anymore. Also, I wasn't like calling people in the middle of the night of like, come pick me up. You know, I was Uh just like, when we were getting together, I was in a weird headspace for quite some time. And like Kate and Jenny and friends like that just really just heard me and were there for me and they were really great about it. But again, I wasn't really draining them in terms of like, I need you to come over. Like it was just... 
I was a mess for quite a while and they were there for me and I'm really thankful, you know? Mm-hmm. I And I do want to address maybe towards the end of the episode, but like, you know, we're talking to people who you hate your friend's partner, but like if you're the girl that everyone hates your man, like... We've talked about this before and like picking and choosing what you share with your friends and who you share things with because there's certain like fights and arguments that yeah, maybe might make your friends hate that person but like that person isn't a bad person but once you choose to share it with everybody you involve everybody and everybody's just like part of this shit and it's like I've had those moments where I've shared something and I've been like, I wish I wouldn't have. You know, that was just like a petty fight. I was acting like a dick. They were acting like a dick. So it sounds like you picked like two people. You were like, these are my people I'm going to talk to about this. This is who I'm going to share this with. Well, and I will say, I mean there were things that like, just because he and I always got back together, um, like broke up and got back together. I knew there was a line of stuff I could never tell people until I knew it was like fully over. And I feel like, you know, some of those things. And I remember like, I think we were all at brunch. We were in Philly and I like told Corey for the first time, some of the things that he had said to me that were like very verbally abusive. And I feel like she saw red and I was like, he can, and we were never getting back together. Like, but uh-huh. it was like, if I would have told her that and same thing with my mom, my dad, if I would have told them those things, he never could have come around again. Mm-hmm. So that's your job as the person to like know what you can and can't say. Yeah. Filter. And we're not, if somebody is truly abusive and terrible to you, tell someone. Yeah. Tell a bunch of people, tell people until like someone's going to hold you accountable. But if it's just petty fights, petty everyday yeah. stuff, I think it's up to you to be an adult and filter that information. Okay. What's your truth? My truth? Um, I don't personally don't, I mean, I don't think we're I've doing ever... this episode based on one of Raina's friends, boyfriends that she hates. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and we will talk about it. I mean, I am glad to have a little space from that situation to reflect and say what I did that I'm proud of and what I would change. Yeah. But personally, did I ever, did I ever date somebody that everybody hated? No, not really. Like maybe when I was like just out of college, like really volatile, involved everybody in everything, constantly fighting in front of everyone. Yeah, I hated him. Everybody should have hated him. He was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Since then, no. I mean, again, like we said, people just grow up and they start acting a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and you pick good people. I mean, you're like a stable, good person. You're going to pick a pr- pretty good guy. Yeah. I you're was- not going to date at this age the type of person you are. You're not going to date some like <laughs> piece of shit, dude. I can't even imagine with like my personality, your personality, picking a guy that like would be just like, you know, you like some of our friends, boyfriends, um, only one person really comes to mind, but you bring them around and they're just like such a drain yeah. on the fun. Yeah. And it's like, that's an easy fix too. But yeah, there might be people I've dated that you think are like not right for me but somebody that people hate no Um, I definitely have friends who I hate their boyfriends and again like I have one situation where like he's just not really like my cup of tea but he treats her really well and Mm -hmm. she seems happy and she's not fucking asking for anybody's opinion and I respect it you know what I don't have to hang out with him I mean that was kind of the first thing I wanted to address was why do you not like this person are you just jealous you know like I think that before we even go down this road, before you're like, I hate my friends, man. Like, well, like why though? Because there are situations in which you are best friends with someone and then they start dating someone and it kind of, they kind of take them away for a little bit. I think we've all seen that happen. Are you saying she's acting different or just because she's like blinded by love? And of course, I'm not saying people should get a pass to like ditch their friends. I think you and I are both of the mindset of always prioritize your girlfriends. They're the ones that are, were there before. They're going to be there after. But my point is just, we all know. And if we don't all know, we should look forward to the day when we are falling in love with somebody and we are spending more time with them. And we may have a little bit less time to spend with our friends at the beginning. And some people never run into that. Some people can balance it perfectly and you'd never feel an absence of their presence. But I just, I say that 
to say that we are going to get into the guys that give you reason to dislike them and hate them and know that they're bad for your friend. But if it's at the beginning of like your friend's just not there as much and she seems a little distracted and she's kind of hung up on this guy, like I've been there, you've been there. You want your friends to show you the same respect and you want to be able to like hold up with this guy that you're falling for, for a little bit of time in the beginning, and not get, catch a bunch of flack from your friends. So I'm just saying that not shaming anybody, not saying that all girls are crazy and jealous when their friends get a man. I just want to say it up top so you can assess why you may not like this person that your friend is dating because we're going to get into like the real reasons why. Yeah. I love what you said about, are they just like a dud? Are they just annoying, but they're like good for your friend? Cause you're not going to just love everybody. Your friends date. Like sometimes I don't know, like we have a friend, her boyfriend just is like, doesn't talk. He's just there, but it's like, who cares? Like they're happy. And that's, all that matters. I couldn't care less. And I, I think that you acknowledged like what was happening with your friend. And I think you guys have talked about it since. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like even you and I had a situation like last week where I was like, Hey, I've been distracted and I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm an adult enough to like be like, Hey, I've just sort of been like texting and in another world. And I apologize for it. I'm an adult, yeah, you know, and I took accountability for it. I think the worst, I I think no one's having friendship breakups over a boyfriend that just kind of sucks and is boring. Yeah. Right. I think you think like, you know, if your friend's like, do you like him? Tell me if you like him. It's like, guys, just suck it up and lie. Just be like, yes, I like him. It's fine. I think the friendship breakups come when like, you really look at your friend and you're like, they're not well. This person is like stealing their sparkle. This person is not supportive. I don't know how many other times I can listen to this and not have an opinion about it, not say anything about Mm -hmm. it before you have to like really separate yourself from it. I think that stuff is really painful. And I want to like really acknowledge how painful that is. Friendship breakups are terrible. And especially when you just think that like my friend is making these decisions that are so bad for her. I'm only, I only hate this person because I love them. Yeah, absolutely. And before we like kind of get into all that, like to wrap up what I was saying earlier, like sometimes these things are just a matter of being patient. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we all act a little crazy at the beginning of a relationship sometimes. And I think if your friend completely ditches you for a man long-term, then rethink that friendship or maybe that friendship's already over. You know, like that happens. You see, I've, I had that, I had a friend like that. She just like, we were hanging out all the time and she just met her, her guy. And we really just stopped being friends. She wasn't like a best friend, but like, it was like, that's just kind of who she is. And I think you see that happen too. But a lot of this is just a matter of like being patient. Like if there's a, a group of like a bunch of single girls and like the one girl gets a boyfriend and he kind of sucks and she's not around. It's easy to be like, we hate him. Like, you know, nail him to the cross. And it's just like, let's just chill for a minute. Cause this isn't like they're engaged and this is somebody you have to deal with for the rest of your life. You know, you're right though. It will dissipate. It will get a little better. Yeah. Once in a blue moon, we all have those friends that just like meets a guy and they drop everybody. And it's like, I don't know. It sucks, but there's nothing you can do about it. Right. You know, her priorities aren't your priorities. And sometimes you just have to let things go. And that's the answer. There's no amount of like therapizing this. You know, you can say, there's only so many times you can say to somebody, I miss you. I want to see you. Can we make plans? You're certainly welcome to acknowledge it. I feel like you've been a little more distracted lately. I'd love to like reconnect. But at the end of the day, like you can't, if somebody's priority is that person, they're not going to prioritize you. Then maybe you just take a little break and just for a little while, you know, you can always go back. Nothing's final. No one's dying. You can always go back in somebody's life. Yeah. And I say this all the time. I, I say friendships ebb and flow, you know, 
know, for various reasons. You know, I've said this before that like there was a time where Kate and I just weren't as close. We didn't have like a fight or a big breakup and it, it wasn't because of her now husband. It was just like, we were kind of just living, living a different life and it was a year or two and now we're like better than ever. Like I, I that's my like prime example of being, you know, best friends attached to the hip to kind of like drifting apart to coming back together. And that happens and it, it does happen sometimes when people get a significant other. Um, that wasn't that that situation, but I think you just see that. And it's like, sometimes when you just aren't seeing your friend as much because they're with somebody, maybe it's a time to strengthen other relationships, you know, find other friends, become closer with them, you know, date yourself, pick up a new hobby, like things like that. Because I think a lot of this is related to like your best friend starts dating somebody and you're like, I've lost them. And it's like, uh, also in those cases, I can't recommend like getting close to the guy enough, you know, like I used to go to Kate and Jay's when they lived together and like watch the bachelor every Monday night, you know, and I liked him. So it wasn't an issue, but I was like, get in there. Cause unless he's intolerable, but the last thing you want is just to like, you don't really have a relationship with that guy or you don't like him or you've been avoiding him. And then they end up together forever. And it's like, then it's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. And I, also, I couldn't recommend enough acknowledging it. It's there's nothing wrong with saying yeah. I miss you. Yeah. You know, I want to hang out with you more. I feel like you've been a little distant. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that that's hostile. I think it comes from a place of love. You don't have to be like you're never around and I never see you. Yeah. You know, I come to it from a place of you know I'm happy for you. I'm excited you found this person. Of course, that's your priority. But I just miss you. Yeah, and saying that remind them and bring them back to center and remind them. You know, maybe that person needs a little bit of a gut check too. Of like. Oh, I am distracted. I am not texting people or calling people or making plans. Yes. You can be totally oblivious and all it takes is that friend to say in a loving way, like, hey, I just, I really miss you. Can we, can we make a date just the two of us? Because I think that is something that you can do no matter what, whether someone's been with somebody that they're dating for a month or five years, like I would like to hang out with just you. And if anyone gets mad that like, well, we're you know, like what a package deal. Like I want you to hang out with my man too. No, I would just want to hang out with you. You're my friend. You know, I think we, we have those friends always try to bring their boyfriends around. Yeah. Like, would you what? mind if he comes? Yeah, I mind. Yeah. You asked me if I mind because you know, I'm going to mind. Yeah. Now I have to be the asshole and say he can't come. Yeah. But I, I think it's important to just like give a little nudge. It's totally fine to say it. Also, like if that person is really in love with you and they're going to be around for the long haul, you could take a few hours and spend time with your friends like yeah you know just I think I think you should say something and it's exactly like you said I'm glad that you like brought up Kate because you guys are so 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 close that's like your soulmate best friend but you guys drifted apart a little bit and that's fine too I've had that with friends like yeah sometimes you just have to give people a little bit of grace and and just let them come back to normal and you guys will be fine. Like you might lose your best friend a little bit. That's fine. It doesn't mean that it's over. Like life is long. Yeah. And that was like, that was on me too. That wasn't, I mean, we just, we were like just kind of living different lives for a minute. So it's just, it's just one of those things. Also, I will say, so you said like make a, ch- make a choice to ask to hang out with them together a little bit. Like, I think that as we grow up, like we should try to integrate our partners into stuff as well. You know, like if your friend isn't bringing their partner around ever in social situations where it's appropriate, by the way, with yeah. groups, like why aren't they doing I know. Yeah. And there's, there's still obviously two things at play here. There's like telling your friend, I want to spend time with you one-on-one and then telling your friend like, Hey, I'd love to get to know James better, you know, (laughs) James, but 
you have to wonder, like you said, if your friend is never bringing their partner around because they know he sucks or they know that they don't act like themselves around. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then what else are you supposed to deduce from that? You're like, we don't know him and you seem like you're trying to keep us separate. So what are we supposed to do here? 100%. And as I get older and I know you feel the same, it's very important to me to date somebody that can get along with my friends. It's Mm -hmm. it's a non-negotiable for me that somebody can slip in and at least be polite, ask questions, smile, tell a couple jokes. It's really important for me and you know I again I don't know if this thing that I've started recently will last but if it does you know I want him to know the people in my life and I spent all weekend introducing him to people in my life and the amount of people that texted me within five minutes of meeting him that was so great I loved him instantly mm-hmm. it was and watching him especially talk to Emily and she just my girlfriend Emily um just a mile a minute the two of them like sat in a corner and talked yeah, and maybe so, so happy nice. to like yeah. see him talk to my friends see him joke around with you and like nothing will make me like like a person more mm-hmm. than that and personally I'm sorry if that's not going to be the scenario like I knew going to this weekend, like if he meets my friends, he's not nice. He's not friendly. He doesn't want to talk. I'm out. Right. Yeah. And I think we, you see that too. You know, you have a, she's, we have a friend you're closer with her and her, her boyfriend. Well, he just fucking sucks all around. Like, it's not abusive, you know, like we're, that we don't need to intervene. Like it's really not my business, but like he sucks and he wants nothing to do with her friends. Like he just doesn't give a shit. Like <laughs> I, he, I, I feel like we've been around him. We've tried. He just couldn't care less to, to be there. Nope. And that, I think that's something people see and just fucking hate. Okay. So I love gift giving at this time of year, but when finding great gifts, things can really start to add up. And that's why this season I am shopping with Quince. Quince is the go-to place for luxury essentials at affordable prices for everyone on my list, including myself. We'd like to thank Quince for supporting our show. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. So I'm really, really glad I found this company and this site. Everything is so affordable, but looks really luxury. Uh, So as you're perusing it, they have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. They have washable silk tops and dresses. They have cotton sweaters and all kinds of comfy stuff, like just cozy pants that you can wear. I love the colors. I love the styles. But the prices are really the reason to shop here on top of obviously the selection. Prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So it's unbelievable. It partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman and it just passes the savings directly onto you from Quince. And I just love what they're doing. I love the styles. There's so much variety and it is such a one-stop shop, whether you're shopping for kids, your significant other, your parents, anybody will really love this. You can get affordable luxury for everyone on your list with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash GGE for free shipping and 365 day returns. Okay. Let's talk some shit. Yes. Okay. So we're going to get into why you really are justified in hating somebody. Mm -hmm. If you should have the conversation, how you should do it. One thing I want to say up top, um, we're not really going to talk about physical abuse today. I think it's a really touchy subject and I don't feel totally equipped to discuss it. I I do want to, we're going to do an episode on domestic abuse down the road. Um, 
I think if your friend is being abused physically, then um, there are resources. Like I just wrote some down. Uh, again, this, is, this can be done with a quick Google, but I at least wanted to address it on this episode. And the, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, the National Sexual Assault Hotline, National Teen Dating Abuse Helpline. Those are three that I found. They're all available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they can offer advice based on experience and can help find local support and services. Okay. So... We got your emails. We're going to go through some at the end, some uh, excerpts from them, but there were some common themes across all of your emails of the guys that you hated, <laughs> uh, your friends, partner. This is all, I, I, I know there's so many couples that are not straight male, female couples, but I'm telling you, every email we got was, I don't like my girlfriend's boyfriend or yeah. husband. Well, so women are great. Just go, yeah, exactly. And this isn't about them today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, listen, there's a million reasons, of course, outside of abuse. And I'm glad that you acknowledge that um, and said that we're just going to dive into you don't like them for all kinds of other reasons. Um, you want to pop off about some of these? Here's just a few, just casual. He has three kids by three different women. Um, he got your friend pregnant and ghosted her before she got an abortion. Um, he's a cheater, regularly gets nudes from other women. He's lazy, unemployed, broke. He's a mooch. He's worthless. He takes advantage of your friend. He's emotionally, verbally abusive. He's manipulative, gaslighting, preys on your friend's insecurities. He's a disrespectful asshole, mean-spirited, racist, sexist addict. I dated him. (laughs) All the things. No, those were just... These feel more like this guy's a bad, with a lot of like, he's a felon, you know, like things. And again, people like, you know, we're not going to go down this road of the, of the, our criminal reform and justice system. That doesn't always mean that you're a terrible person, you know? Um, or I he's think, a, or he's a mooch and he's a right, loser. A lot of that, like lazy, like your friend supporting him uh-huh. or he's a like fucking MAGA racist Trump guy. He, you know, I mean, I feel like most of our listeners, we've got a lot of those like that you broke up with that guy or your friends broke up with those guys like already, but they're still out there. And, um, those are the things we actually really want to talk tackle today where this guy's really fucking sucks. Yeah. And so I, at least first for me would try to separate, is this my problem with somebody or is that my friend's problem with somebody? Mm-hmm. Do I think this guy is a loser and a mooch and taking care of her? And do I have a problem with that? Or does my friend actually have a problem with it? Cause if, if your friend mm-hmm. is perfectly fine footing the bill for her man, right. um, if she doesn't care that he has three kids with three different women, it's none of your fucking business. It's just not right. And also <laughs> Everybody's different. People stay with people that are cheating. I mean, they, you never know someone's situation and they don't always want to share. Like, I think you, I think if you have a close friend that you caught her man cheating or you heard that he was cheating, I think again, touchy subject, I would tell my close friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes they don't want to know and they know what their par- partner's doing and they don't care. And my main thing with all this is assessing the situation, like you said, and see seeing if you're able to maintain the friendship while she's with this person. Like, is it affecting your life? Like, is this affecting your energy? Mm-hmm. Or can you just live a good life, hang out with this friend when you have your one-on-one time or you have your girls' nights and not really let it affect you in any way? Or do you really need to speak up? I think when it's affecting you is when every every part of the conversation is one of two things. Either your friend is no longer bringing this person up because they know they've Mm -hmm. even crossed a line with you and it's just uncomfortable that they're not even acknowledging their partner. Or if it's every single topic of conversation is he did this, he said this, can you believe this? And you get to a point where you're like, yeah, I can believe it. 
Mm-hmm. He's a piece of shit. You yeah. know, and you're you're certainly welcome to say that in a nice way. I'll talk about, you know, something that I did and I'm proud of or not proud of. Um, and is your friend asking for advice? You know? Right. Are they asking? That's another thing too. We had a situation with a friend of ours and it was kind of tricky. Well, so we can talk about this more too, where like a friend of ours kind of had an awkward situation with her friend's boyfriend, them personally, mm-hmm. based on some work stuff. And she wanted to say something and we were like, we don't think you should. We were like, her loyalty is to her long-term boyfriend. She does not want to hear what you have to say. Like you can say it, but it will affect your friendship. Like it's so, it was so apparently clear to us that like this was not a time when your opinion was welcome. Uh-huh. And I think that in that scenario, the advice I would give her, if, if you are saying like, I had this interaction with this boyfriend, it is so uncomfortable that I cannot possibly be in the same room as this person mm-hmm. ever again. You are welcome to say, use I statements and say, I was put, I, I felt like I was in a situation where I was uncomfortable. I didn't like the way I was being spoken to. I just want you to know that. Mm-hmm. It, it felt a little weird for me. And if your friend really cares about you, respects your opinion, they should be able to spend one second and say, you know, I'm sorry you felt like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't be the end of the world. You shouldn't come at your friend like you're judging them for dating the person. You hate that person. Right. You know, hey, I didn't like this interaction. It wasn't comfortable for me. I just want to let you know. I want to clear the air. Because like, I think that in that scenario, the girlfriend would have known. But yeah, in terms of like, you don't like the boyfriend, no one's asking for your opinion. Yeah. I mean, unless they are, you know what I mean? If they are. Yeah. Like if, if you are being asked like straight up, I mean, I think that the, the tricks here are always like keeping those I statements and like making sure your friend doesn't feel judged because we all make mistakes. We all are built differently. We all have different upbringings and traumas and triggers that define who we are. And, you know, just because you think like, oh, I would never date someone like that doesn't mean that someone else wouldn't because of what they have going on. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a, a lesson in empathy always of like, I can't believe you're dating that guy. Like immediately someone's going to feel judged, you know? Yep. So always come from that place of love. And I, I, I think what kind of starts to make friendships dissolve is that you start to lose so much respect for your friend. And, and, you know, I have my friends on a pedestal, you know, all the people that I'm friends with, I just think they hung the moon. I think that they're so wonderful. And I think when you see somebody that you initially maybe thought was really strong and cool and awesome, and then you just see them in this really shitty relationship where they're just letting themselves get walked on or disrespected or taken advantage of, you start to lose a little respect for them. And I think that's tough. And those friendships go one way or another. Uh-huh. And I, I think that you hit the nail on the head, like coming from a place of empathy. If you look at just the situational stuff you like, you don't like, maybe he has issues with an ex, a bunch of kids, maybe his job, his family situation, his money situation isn't great. I think you can just say to yourself, this person sees something in them behind closed doors that I don't see. They want a partner. They, they feel comfortable and loved. I guess I just have to remove myself from the situation and say, I don't understand it, but if you're happy, I guess I'm happy for you. Yeah. I mean, I think as a general rule, again, everybody's different. I think if it's one of your close best friends and you feel so strongly that this person is bad for her, I think you should speak up. Like, I think you've waited it out. This wasn't a quick fling. Like, they're in it. They're serious. You feel so strongly that this person is bad for them. You've reflected. You've checked your triggers. It's that they really are bad for some reason. I think you can speak up. I mean, I think that come always come from that place of love. Here's why I feel the way I do. And I'm still here for you and you can still trust me. And I want to be, I want to be here for you. I mean, I just think, I think you can dislike your friend's man and she can know about it and you can maintain those friend that friendship, but those two things can coexist, but we'll get to it. We got a lot of emails of 
girls being like, A, I wish my friends would have told me or B, I wish I would have listened. So I don't know that if it's your really close best friend and you really don't like the person she's dating and you really see why it's bad for her. I don't, I couldn't like stay mom about it. You couldn't, but also like if I was dating somebody, let's say that like you thought took advantage of me financially or something. Um, I guess you can ask a couple questions that, you know, do you guys mm-hmm. think about money in the same way? Do you feel like, you know, the future looks good? Do you feel like you're being taken advantage of ever? You can ask nicely, but like at the end of the day, it really is none of your business. And like, I think that you are welcome to ask me those kind of questions. I have like a few friends. It wouldn't bother me if they asked mm-hmm. those, those genuinely like you care about me. You want to make sure I'm okay. Gut check for a second. But like after that, I think you just got to kind of like move on from it. And it's like yeah. nobody's business. If I mean, you're welcome to say that to people, but like how many times have we said, you know, I wish somebody would have told me and it's like, but if they told me what, so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like we got a range. Like I, mm-hmm. I also think like, if it's your really close friend, you are talking about your relationship. You know what I mean? And if it's your really close friend that you know her inside now, she probably is going to want to know what you think of the person she's dating. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm not saying like, wait for that opening and fucking slam in and like just start popping off. But I just think there's easy empathetic, loving ways to go about it where you you do give them a little bit of a bug in the ear. You know what I mean? I totally agree. I think that, yeah. that like, it's like we were saying, like that you have these gentle conversations, you acknowledge it. I would never date a person, not ask you what you thought of them, not ask my best friends. There's a, a time and place to say those things and you got to kind of move on from it. And like, I wouldn't want somebody to just bring it up. Like, I just want to let you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, you, you can say it a couple of times and you got to move on from it. Because I think that, I don't know. It's a bad, it's a probably a bad example, but my like ex fiance, he just wasn't really right for me. And we broke up. I said to a bunch of people like, why didn't you ever tell me that like, you didn't like him. You didn't think it was right. And everybody's like, wasn't, wasn't abusing you. Mm-hmm. Wasn't treating you poorly. Like, what am I going to tell you? I don't see that. I don't see that this thing has legs, you know? Yeah, I know. And that, that I think that it, there's just, this is like a lot of different situations. There is obviously like no one size fits all for any of this. It's also different. I mean, Ultimately, if you just don't like the person, like you said, he's not your cup of tea. I wouldn't say anything unless I was asked. If you're going to ask me straight up, I'm not going to lie. I completely agree. But if it's, I really see a lot of toxicity. This is like not good. But at that point, it's been talked about, right? If it's like a really fucked up situation, like your friend has talked to you about it. You know, if she just wants to live her life completely blind, I mean, I still, if it's my best friend, if it's my top three best friends, like I'm, I'm going to say a little something here. I'm just going to like lay the groundwork a little bit. And one thing I really liked that we got an email about and we'll, we'll get to it and maybe read it word for word was that this girl said that her friend did get out of the situation with this shitty guy. But one of the things that helped was her friend hearing about everyone else's healthy relationships and not in a like, we're going to ambush you and tell you why our relationships are so much better than yours. You obviously don't want to alienate somebody, but in general conversation, like if you're in a really fucked up toxic relationship and you're a little bit younger and you aren't really sure what a healthy relationship looks like, maybe you didn't have that growing up. Like if you're hearing your friends talk about their relationships, they're so different than your experience. Hopefully it will start to set in a little bit. A hundred percent. You know, like I said, you never want to alienate somebody, but I, I love that she said that like her friend finally woke up one day and was like, wow, uh, all my friends have a way different relationship than I do. Right. And maybe, maybe that friend grew up in a scenario where like her parents had fucked up relationships and they had fucked up relationships with their siblings too. And they never saw positive, healthy examples of like really solid marriages. Yeah. And so they don't even know what that looks like. Right. And you like, should remind them like, okay, 
look around your life. Tell me who has a positive relationship that you emulate that you think is great. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, because some people just are really, they grew up in chaos. They're comfortable in chaos. You know, they, they grew up with fighting and they're comfortable mm-hmm. in that space. But, you know, therapy, therapy, therapy. We know it's a luxury. We know not everybody can afford it. There's so many resources. There's books. There's podcasts. <laughs> You're listening to one. You know, like it, it doesn't hurt if your friend is struggling and they're coming to you and they're struggling. It does not hurt to be like, listen, I'm here for you and I'm, I want to be here for you, but you might want to talk to a professional about this because if you can get them to do that, like we now we're making progress. You know, like if you can, they go to a therapist, you know, whatever talk space or what are the other ones, you know, even if that's where you have to start, like a professional in this field can diagnose these things and help your friend work through it better than, than you can too. Yeah. And we've seen it happen. We've seen scenarios where like we didn't, we weren't crazy about someone's significant other and they've gone to therapy or they've just worked on it together through different kinds of books and resources. And it has gotten better. Mm-hmm. And those people have gotten better. Um, the worst case scenario, I think is probably like the one that I've been in with somebody for like the last almost year. That's, pretty painful and uncomfortable and um, I want to speak about it in a way that like gives her respect because I, I love her very mm-hmm. much and I wouldn't give a shit who she was dating if I didn't love her mm-hmm. but um, I met this guy about a year ago that she was dating I didn't have a very positive experience with him I didn't think she particularly did either and so I talked a lot of shit on him yeah. I didn't think that they were going to date I didn't yeah. think they were going to be together she told me some stuff I didn't love and so I thought that we had mutually decided as a best friend couple that she wasn't going to date him and fast forward since the summer they are very serious relationship uh, yeah like a year later yes yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think that she knew from day one then that I didn't like him and everything she shared with me sort of added to that a little bit. Like, I, I wouldn't say that every time I've heard about him, it's been a positive thing. You know, I haven't been around him since then, but I listened to the way he talks to her on the phone. I listened to the way that he, quote unquote, supports her or does not support her emotionally, not financially. She's perfectly fine financially. Um, I don't love it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I, I don't think that... It's how is deserving of how she should be treated, but she's an adult. I respect her decision to go do whatever she wants. However, I am also an adult and I'm entitled to have a feeling about that. Mm -hmm. You know, when you love somebody and you know, it kind of came to a head and there's some, I I, I knew that we were going to have to have a discussion about like his behavior, her behavior and my behavior in a situation. And I really thought long and hard, you know, I don't want to use, I don't want to say he's always like this. You always do this. You know, I wanted first of all, specific concrete examples of here's things I don't like that have happened. Mm -hmm. And I really started popping off on her. I'm not proud of the tone that I took because I was like, you know, you told me all these things. Yeah. Here's five things you told me about this person. And I was like, I am human and I love you and it would be insane for me to not have an opinion about this. And I'm sorry, but I do. And I think the other side of the coin is that I didn't want her to feel like she was isolated and could never talk to me about this person. So I acknowledged that too. And I said, I want you to keep talking to me about this. I want you to tell me what's going on. I don't want you to feel like you, this entire subject is off limits. If this person is important in your life, I will make an effort. Right. And again, he's not being, he's not abusing her in any way. He's just, it's not how I would want to be treated, but he's, it's her decision. She's an adult. So I probably wouldn't have gotten so heated, but I, I don't take it back that I said those things. And I am glad that I wrapped it up with, I want you to always feel like you can talk to me about Mm -hmm. this. And maybe this scenario will make you feel like you can't, but you are not alone. You're never alone. I love you and I respect you. And you can talk to me about this whenever you want. Right. But I want her to take, I wanted her to take some responsibility for the fact that like, I only know this stuff because you told me 
Because mm-hmm. you're putting me around these scenarios, you're telling me this stuff, and yeah, I'm gonna have a feeling about yeah. it. Yeah. So in retrospect, I probably wouldn't have popped off so hard on her about it. But I think at the end of the day, we we both drew a boundary. I drew a boundary mm-hmm. for how I want to be talked to about things, and she drew a boundary as well and said, "This person's important to me, and I want you to make an effort." So I did agree to do that, and I think that that's fair to say to somebody also. Mm-hmm. And I think in the future, what I would do is I'm going to agree to be around this person what, two hours a month or something? I'm going to show up as my best self. I'm going to try to be nice, talk to this person because she's asked me to do this. And if that person wants to burn it to the ground, I'll let them do that, you know? But I'm going to show up as the nice person that's trying to be on my friend's side and what will be, will be. Yeah, and that's just how you are naturally, as I know you, is like, you're not like, I can't be around them. I refuse to be in the same room or I'm going to, we're going to fight. You know what I mean? (laughs) And it is, it's, it's admirable to be the bigger person, you know, like when they go, we go high, Michelle Obama, you know, like that's the person you always want to be is like the person that's like, you j- you can kind of just sit back and if it, they're the type of couple that's going to like fight in public, you're just like, all I've done is be nice this evening. Yep. You know I what have, I mean? You guys, I, you guys go home, you take it out on each other. I have showed up as an adult. I'm the friend that has not been the the enemy or the bully and, and we'll see how this plays out. Right. Exactly. Because people's true colors will come out Yeah, I'm, and your true colors are not an asshole. <laughs> So you're going to be good. We're going to be all good. All good in every situation. So, and just hit me. one day you'll get to say, I told you so. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. So good. That's the thing too, though. And that's like the part of being a good friend is not ever needing to say that as much as, you know, I love being right. But I think also being a good friend in these situations is we all know, you know what I mean? You never need to say it. You never need, if, if, if you were telling a friend over and over and over, this guy sucks, yada, yada, and they never saw it. And then they did see it. You need your friend to know that you're not the kind of person that's going to be like, I told you so. We all know you told me so. I was there. Right. And I, I want you to know, I'm not going to take any pleasure in being yes, right about this in your pain. Either. I don't want you to be unhappy. I want you to be happy. If I can help facilitate that yeah, a little I mean, bit. We all know. <laughs> we're saying it on the inside. You know what yeah. I mean? It doesn't need to be said. 100%. Because people, I feel like, sometimes they are embarrassed to share something that happened that their friend warned them about. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's the fear. You don't want somebody to be like, well, I told you, you should have known. Then you feel even more shamed. Of course. And it's like, no, we all go, we all make mistakes. We all go through this. We all like, d- you know, engage in things that one day we see the light. You know, what the last thing we need to hear is, well, you should have known from your fucking friends. And if if I felt like my friends were to say that to me, it would stop me from sharing mm-hmm. with them. And again, that puts like the boyfriend who's not acting right in like the power position yeah. where like you start hiding things from people and I yeah. don't want to create a situation like that. So you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, this story does like bring up a story for me that I'm just kind of like realizing that I had a friend that I felt like really the same way that you feel about your friend. And this was years ago, but one instance that I will pull out from that situation was that she was struggling with something and she didn't feel comfortable talking to him about it. And at this point they had been together upwards of a year, committed boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. And just trust me when I tell you that the thing she was scared or didn't feel comfortable sharing with him was something really basic that you should be able to share with your partner. And it just completely blew my mind. And so if you have a friend that comes to you and they're like, you know, I just, I have been struggling with this thing and I feel like I can't talk to James about it. I think that you can, what is it? James? Why is James a better name? So bad. Uh, maybe <laughs> um, Richard or Charles. They're the same name. Um, <laughs> let's, 
address it. I called <laughs> Charles Richard when I was talking about younger a few weeks ago, and like <laughs> one person noticed of all of our listeners because it was the same name. And it's the same energy. And it's the same name. You said you were going on vibes because I did ask you, and you were like, "They're the same." Hundred percent. Anyway, so you're like, I don't feel comfortable talking about this with Charles, <laughs> and you should be able to take a beat. Because that, if my friend tells me that, my heart hurts for her. You know, like you should be able to take a beat and be like, I love you and you deserve a partner that you can talk about these things with. I'm not going to sit here on a high horse and tell you what's normal and what's healthy, but I know that like the type of person that you are, you're an incredible person. I love you. I want you to be with a partner that you feel comfortable talking about this with and you can find that person. And that is a very normal and healthy thing to want in a relationship. Yeah. And it's just... For her, her basic needs weren't being met. You know what I mean? I, I, she, she really, this is a pattern. She, the people that she picks, she ultimately should explore this in therapy. And I think that when it comes to therapy too, I always think of the Sex and the City episode where Carrie just talked about her breakup, just like beat it to death with the girls. And that they finally, they kind of just had an intervention. I think they were like sitting in the park and they were, were like, and then she went to a therapist. That also has to come from a place of love of like, I'm here for you, but I can't really offer much more. And maybe, you know, you should talk to a professional. I think the tone needs to be not because I'm tired of talking to you about it, even if that's the truth. It's that I want you to be able to work through this and I can't help you anymore. And like, I want you to be able to figure this out because I love you and I want you to be happy. And so someone can help you with this. Okay. I love what you said about like normal and healthy because I think what some people's default is, is saying stuff like, and this will, this will make me get hostile immediately. If somebody says, well, in my relationship, Mm. we get like this. My boyfriend would never do that. And my, you know, just steer clear as much, even if your boyfriend is the king of the world, don't tell your partner that your part, don't tell your friend that your partner is so great. I think you just tell them what a nor look around you what is normal to you what is healthy that's a great example of like you know if you feel like you can't really like trust the person to talk to them about something that's not that's not a normal healthy thing yeah and that again like we talked about bringing up your relationships those to me are like it's not that a bunch of girls sit around and ambush their friend and say well me and richard (laughs) and me and charles and me and james like it's that it just is it those things I think naturally when I brought that up I meant that I think that like over time the friend with the shitty partner was like just soaking up that info it wasn't like an ambush and like as much as you can avoid the like well me and Richard you know it's for the better (laughs) it's for the better and I honestly I feel better now that it's out in the open Mm -hmm. I feel I feel better that I told her I still feel better that I acknowledge like I love you this I I wouldn't give two shits about this person how I treated you if I didn't love you you're welcome to talk to me about it I'm also welcome to not like him I'm gonna adult and welcome to have a feeling about the way he behaves. Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't go out of my way to invite him to like group hangs, but like, yeah, if we hang alone, that's great. I also don't have to talk about him all the time. She's still welcome to talk to me about him sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try not to make a face. Yeah. When she does it, be an adult. And that's, listen, sometimes you just don't like your friend's significant other and that's what being an adult is. Yeah. And then if they end up with them and they're with them and they're going to be with them and you want to appear that you care and you're making an effort and show your friend that you do care about them and either which includes their relationship and then just you just got to ask about them sometimes which is so annoying it's so annoying. you know i always do that with my one friend i'm like <laughs> like help i need a better name than richard james charles um let's get to a name we Cody. Br- brantley <laughs> like you know i'll be like how's brantley Jefferson. like i'm doing like the jerk off motion the whole time like, just, but honestly i know it makes her feel good you know every time we ask about him uh-huh. she is so excited to tell us they're fine i i 
ultimately my fear with that relationship is that they don't make it and she has dedicated coming up on a decade of her life with this guy. That's yeah. my fear. This is a different friend, by the way. Different friend. This is Ashley's but, friend. Yeah, my, but that's also your friend. All our friends are friends. But you know, <laughs> you and I will be with her and we're like, how's Brantley? And then we... That and we do care. I'm being an asshole about no, it. No, you're not being an asshole about it. I want that's her the way to, that you show. I want her to feel like we give a shit. We want to know what's up with her life. She lives with him. That's her partner. I want her to feel like we care. I want her to know that she's welcome to talk about it anytime she wants yeah. and talk about the bad stuff if she needs to also. And yeah. you know, if she sunk 10 years into this and he leaves her or something terrible happens, then ultimately she knows she has people around her that love her and she'll and be we're here for her. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like I think there's personal boundaries here too. You know, we, we've, we've got a few messages and I think we can relate to this. And so can a lot of you guys of just like, I can't deal with this anymore. Like this is really draining me. You know, like like I said, when I was always talking about my relationship with my friends, I don't think I was emotionally draining them. You know, I think that also who doesn't love to hear about a little bit of drama? But like love. I wasn't like I need you, you know, maybe maybe at the very beginning when we were going through like our first of many breakups, like I needed a little more support, but you're allowed to tell your friend how you feel with love and empathy and also suggest that they talk to someone else and like draw those personal boundaries for yourself too. A hundred percent. Cause we have all reached that point where you're like, I can't listen to this anymore. I can't listen to it. It's the hundredth story I've had to listen to your, about your fucked up relationship. You are welcome to say that you are welcome in a very nice way. And I love the idea of suggesting therapy or a couple of books that you might well, like. Yeah. Like I think you can't that, afford therapy. There's God guys, there's so much out there. I mean, we've had so many people on this show. Like, I can't recommend our show enough, but I think there's, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like just, just books. I mean, just Google them. Like there's so, so much out there. And I think also like things like my boyfriend, I don't feel like he wants to have sex with me. I don't feel like he's attracted to me. Like those, there's tons of books for that too. And tons of resources for that too. You know, I, I've had that situation where I've, my friend has opened up to me about their sex life and then it's, and I just say like, if they're asking, you know what I mean? People ask me for relationship advice a lot. Like we do this for a living. So again, gently with love and empathy, I'm like, you should be in a relationship where you're sexually satisfied. You deserve that. You're young. This isn't that you're 60 and you know, the sex is gone from the relationship. Like, I can't stress enough that that's where you should come from. And I think that hits people in the fields where you say to your friend, like, I love you. You're an incredible person. You should be in a relationship where you have this. You should be satisfied. You should feel loved. You should feel safe. You should feel secure. You should feel happy. You should feel like this person brings out the best in you. 100%. And I want that for, for you because I, I love you. And if you aren't getting that... Maybe you assess your own relationship. Yeah. If you don't think that you deserve those things, you know, if right. you're constantly complaining to your friends, you know, uh, he doesn't treat me well, I can't talk to him, the sex, whatever. If you feel like your friend is in a situation where they don't deserve to be treated like that, then suggest that they personally just go get a little help to understand why don't you think you deserve this? And again, that goes back to like, everybody has a different life experience. Like I have a very high self-worth. It's probably too high, but like people <laughs> just don't have that. Like again, it's like how you're brought up, what your parents were like, if you had parents in a household, you know, like all these things contribute to the type of partners that people pick. It's a lot of that as people, especially younger, you know, women in their twenties, this is obviously no shade, but even from my own experience, you haven't quite done the work. You might not have, you, like some people are, are doing the work early on, but I mean, you're 26, 27, you've never walked into a therapist's office. You've never read a self-help book. You've never listened to a podcast like this. Like you don't even know where to start. And so friends can be out of their league with this stuff. Mm -hmm. And again, a lot of it is that you don't like this person your friend's dating they date for a little bit of time and then they see the light and then you and your friend are back to good. And then they, 
you know, hopefully wouldn't date somebody like that again. Like a lot of it is, again, it's just that long game, like waiting it out. Yep. And I, I'm glad that we covered like all these different scenarios. You know, I think that like in the beginning, if it's positive, like you said, you just wait it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. And if it's terrible, you're welcome to say your piece. Unfortunately, at the end of the day, like some people are going to pick their partner over you yep. and it sucks. And I think that you just want to know that you walked away doing every single thing that you could mm-hmm. being as supportive as you could communicating empathy as much and saying, here's some suggestions at the end of the day. Like, unfortunately, I think sometimes you do have to walk away and that doesn't mean it's for forever. You know, I definitely have friends who've broken up with a boyfriend. We become friends again. Yeah. And You can break up with friends sometimes. It just happens. Friendships run their course. We say this all the time. We did an episode on friend breakups. And if someone completely ditches you, they just fall off the face of the earth. They don't talk to you. They want nothing to do with you. You tried. You were like, hey, can we make a date? Can we get a drink? And they just ignore you. And then they break up with that guy and they come back around. You don't have to be their friend. You can or you can't. You make that decision. Does this person serve you in your life anymore? Mm -hmm. You know, we don't need to stay friends with people that we're friends with forever. That's coming from somebody that has like the oldest, dearest friends for, for most of my life. I've kept so many of the same friends, but... Also, they sometimes run their course. And sometimes you see a side of someone and you're like, that's not good for me. I don't respect that. It's toxic in my life. I've had those too. I, nobody yeah, has you've had that. more like special friendships than me and Ashley. I, I'm really proud of the friendships we've built. I've let some people go for my life. Yeah. It's just, it didn't serve me. It was a toxic, negative relationship and I don't miss it. Yeah. You know, I was thinking too, like just, I, I have a number of my friends, husbands, not so many, a few that I just don't, I don't want to be alone with them. They're (laughs) weird or they're annoying or they're just try hard or I don't. Yeah. You don't want to get stuck alone with them. It's just whatever. What am I going to (laughs) do? Like they're treating them okay enough. I guess they're with them. They're married for most of the people I'm speaking of. And I just remember that with like one of my groups of girlfriends, like there was like a husband that was just kind of the outlier that like no one liked. Yeah. We all talk shit about it, but like it wasn't to the point of like, we need to tell her we just dealt with it. Yeah, it's we're all adults. Is. And then we plan to and then we plan girls trips and we don't have to worry about it. What are you going to tell a grown ass adult <laughs> to not date somebody because you don't want to socialize with them? Like and also from the other side of things, you know, I, I wouldn't really take too kindly to it. I'm not interested in my friend's opinions of my man. I want to know that you think he's a nice person. He treats me well. Outside of that, I don't care if you think his jokes are funny. I think they're funny. Yeah. And then I, like I've said this before, like sometimes if you have a really toxic relationship that all your friends knew about, like you kind, and then you try to bring him back in, like it's on you to do that legwork. Like I said this before, like when I would always break up and get back together with my ex and um, the final time something like really bad happened and then we did get back together and I wanted to have him come for Christmas and my mom told I think I've talked about this that my mom was like your dad doesn't want him here you have he's really screwed you up you know what I mean you've called us upset like he did this thing that kind of affected our family in a weird way like of course my dad doesn't want him at Christmas and so that was on me to call my dad and explain and also kind of like talk about where he was coming from and why, and you know, my part in it and not make a bunch of excuses, but just like kind of win my dad back over. Like that was my, my responsibility because you really can't expect to just tell your friends all these terrible things about this guy and have them just like immediately accept him because you influence their opinion so now you have to influence their opinion back the other way. Uh-huh. If you're the person, and we did want to like wrap this up by talking to that person, the person who dates the guy that everybody hates, yeah. you know, I think that, like I said, if somebody just, if you're not, if that my person is not your cup of tea, I don't really care. Keep it to yourself. I don't care. Um, I am adult enough to listen and be open-minded. And I would hope that like, 
if you're the kind of person that's dating someone that everybody hates, that you gut check yourself and say like, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. And why am I accepting this? And that you're willing to take the kind of responsibility like you did where you're like, I am going to bring him around and I want you guys to accept him and here's what happened and here's why. And I don't know. I mean, if you're having to do that constantly with everybody, then ask yourself what you're doing with this person, you know, and definitely pick up a book or go to therapy or something. But you know, you're also, it's with well within your right to say, I don't care. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to be with. Yeah, luckily, he, everybody loves his personality because if, if he was shitty personality and he treated me bad, can't be both. You can't be you both. Be one or the other. You got to pick one or the other. You can treat me like shit, but you better come with the jokes. Be I know, funny. Raina, but that is, we have one friend and like, that's the worst part about it is that we don't see anything good about their relationship. It's been just a mess for years and we also don't see anything redeeming about him. <laughs> that's difficult, but... What are you gonna do? Wait, what am I gonna do? I mean, I'm just I I have that's my scenario too with this girl. I've never seen anything redeeming about him or the way or he the relationship. About her. Yes, like that's what that's when it's really really difficult. But again, like both of these guys to speak of are men that have jobs. You know, they're not like taking advantage, cheating, cheating. As far as we know, <laughs> they just it's just they just kind of suck. And then the, we think the relationships kind of suck. But like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna listen? Go? It's her problem. That's not our problem. <laughs> That's not my problem. <laughs> They're welcome to have wine nights with us and not bring up their partner. Yeah. I'm done asking. No. But also, I love to hear about like the drama. I do too. But then it makes me hate the person. Oh my god, Dick! Tell me in a way that makes me not hate them, but also makes me laugh and <laughs> makes me feel better about my life. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on you. <laughs> And if you make me hate him, you have to make me unhate him. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. Should we go through just a few excerpts? Yeah. Um, we pulled a bunch of emails and some great takeaways from it. And you guys, of course, always deliver when we ask you for for emails about this scenario. So, um, yeah. Again, like the crazy, terrible stuff. We didn't really want to read all those. We gave you some of those up top of just like the, these how terrible these men are. But we just liked some of the stuff you guys said. Um, I will... I'll start with this one. This this was a really bad situation. Again, this is one of the three three different babies, three different women. Um, cheater, uh, emotionally abusive. Oh, ghosted her before the abortion. Yeah. Um, anyway, but she, the end of the email said, she used to tell me a lot of their problems. I started to just listen and not give feedback because I knew she wouldn't do what we both knew was right and better for her. She tries to balance her friendship with me, but I'm losing. I've come to realize she may not be as good of a friend as I thought she was. She knows she's doing wrong by choosing him over herself and her friends. I'm starting to lose faith in our friendship. That's that's a bummer. And I still think even if the friendship starts to dis- dissolve a little bit, that doesn't mean that you're not there if they need you in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? I think at the end of the day, like unless something really terrible happens, you can still let your friend know that, like I'm here in an emergency if you need me. Absolutely. And I, we talked about that in the episode too. You know, I think that even at the end of popping off about how you hate the person so much, you should always cap it with, if you really need to talk to your office, I love you when I'm, I'm here. here. I mean, I keep my phone on silent, but I'm here. <laughs> Do not I call mean, me in the middle of the night. I, I know with you that no matter what, like I've had some scenarios, like the last guy I dated, like I know that you didn't particularly like think he was the best person for me, but if I really was struggling about something, you weren't going to begrudge me for wanting to talk about it. What you can do is bring in a psychic reader or an aura reader <laughs> to tell your friend that they're bad for them. So if Which is you what Ashley really, did. If you really... <laughs> <laughs> Listen. She was like, I don't like him. Ashley's like, I fucking told you so. What I suggest is getting Mystic Michaela involved in this <laughs> and telling your friend to read that aura and that they're bad for your friend. Yeah, I can't believe you've been doing this to me. These long cons are crazy. Uh, but I will say like, I this guy you're dating now 
I will take a little credit. I feel like I pushed you towards this. I feel like I had such a good feeling. I I didn't meet this person till four days ago. You know, like I just, I don't know. I had a really good intuition about it. And I feel like you, you were, you know, you were waffling before you'd even met him in person. Before, oh, he you knows know. this. Yeah, exactly. And I was <laughs> like, no, just like see it through. And like your first phone conversation, like your first phone date with him, you were texting me and you were like, it's just like, it's all we're talking about work. And I was like, bitch, change the subject. And uh-huh. you were like, okay, okay. And then five hours later, like I care about you so much. And I just had a really good feeling that this could be a good guy. And so I was like pushing you towards it more where... I don't know. That's just, that's on me. And that's the energy and intuition that I'm getting because the other guy, like he didn't do anything terrible. And I was just like, I fucking hate him and we need to get rid of him. (laughs) (laughs) All my relationships and breakups are courtesy of Ashley. (laughs) But you know, I do think there's something to be said, like look to your best friend. They know you better than anybody. That person is not an asshole or trying to sabotage you. If that person really thinks this person is bad for you, at least take it into consideration. If you're also so much, if you're on the fence, ask your friends, you know what I mean? Like, again, so much of this is like, were you asked? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I think there are so many scenarios in which let's say I have met this guy and I am unsure. And I'm like, I don't know. He looks good on paper, but there's this and this. And I do want to know what you have to think. Like, because it's really going to affect how I, you know, you see it from the outside. You know me so well. Like, Again, if, you, if someone's fully in love, full steam ahead, they're not asking. But that, those beginning stages, like, speak up. Like, you always ask me. I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. I feel like he, he doesn't really. The other guy, I was like, I feel like he doesn't really see what we all see in you. You know, I just he wasn't the right guy for you. He and and really I, you knew that, and I knew yeah. that. But like, you also asked. So I'm going to tell you. Uh, totally. And I was, and I asked because I was open to the feedback and I wasn't right. going to turn around then and shame you for telling me. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. So this next email, it's from a girl, her best friend of since seventh grade. It's a very long-term friendship. She's talking about her friend's boyfriend. He treats her like absolute shit and she deserves way better. She cries about it to me all the time. Basically she, she hates the way that he treats her and then skipping ahead, they are getting married and the best friend is the maid of honor. So she says, how do I give a speech at their wedding? and say something nice about him. No, his name is not Brendan. Oh my gosh, she's um, been using Brendan this whole time. Yes, P.S. I have talked to her about this and I've straight up told her I do not think he is right for her. This was before they decided to get married. Now that they're getting married, I feel like I cannot say much because I want to support her in her decision. Um, a wedding speech. My, my opinion about a wedding speech is just, you know, I would talk about him a little bit less. I would just talk about your friendship with this girl, how much she means to you and that you're happy that she has found someone um, to be a long-term partner to her and just sort of leave it at that. You don't have to say he makes her so happy and they're the kind of couple everybody wants to be. Don't lie. I totally agree with you. Don't lie because you'll beat yourself up. I would. Like mm-hmm. I would be like I enabled this relationship by lying to a bunch of people at a wedding. So I think what you said is great. I mean, I have so many tips on wedding speeches. Like we can do that another time, but like, you know, talk about why you love her again to keep it less of your friendship people don't care about that shit but like why she's so wonderful why your friend's so wonderful and then exactly like Raina just said and I'm glad that she found somebody that she could be a long-term partner with like Maybe also he she he's a military guy. Maybe also say thank you for your service and leave it at that. That's it. I mean, she has chosen to marry this person. You've made yourself clear. It's like enough. I mean, we all reach a point where like we've said everything we're gonna say. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, I want to. I'll read this one um, really quickly and full because again, so many of these were about hating your friend's partner, but we really gravitated towards the ones where you're the person where your friends hate your partner, and we like to read those stories from the other side. Um, she said, "Back in college, I had a boyfriend for about three years, and for those three years, my best friends told me they hated him almost every day." <laughs> okay, <laughs> these college bitches. I'm surprised they stayed friends with me. Tbh, he was a nice person, but he was also extremely immature, insecure, and put minimal effort into the relationship. But again, we're talking about being in college. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Being young and blinded by what I thought was love made me overlook all these things, but it was so obvious to my friends he was not a good fit for me or the friend group. Fast forward to after we broke up and the rose-colored glasses came off, I finally was able to see what my friends had been telling me for literal years. I was embarrassed and almost beside myself because I had let that relationship go on for so long and I felt like I let my friends down by not listening to them. That is all to say, listen to your best friends because they know what's best for you and what you deserve. Also, don't beat yourself up. College, you know what I mean? Even like late, later, you don't have to be 18, 19. Like just don't, don't, if, if you're out of the relationship, you made the right thing, don't look back and don't beat yourself up. Totally. We all grow up and make better decisions than the last decision, hopefully. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next email, very similar situation. Dating this guy, everyone hated him. She said she's never felt alone, so alone in her life, but she still couldn't leave him. So just skipping ahead, she said, a girlfriend of mine was in a similar situation. All of her friends left family, shut her down anytime she needed to say anything about the toxic guy she was still with. It was just her and this emotionally draining person. I thought back to how I felt while I was going through my experience, and I said to her, although I do not agree with your current relationship, I promise to always listen when you need someone to talk to. You're intelligent, and deep down, I know you know you deserve better than this. From that moment on, I did exactly what my mom did for me. I listened without judgment and let her know she will never be alone. Eventually, she ended things with the guy for herself. This was two years ago and she's moved on to better and bigger things. To this day, she still thanks me for being the person who never shut her out. It got her through the darkest time in her life. Summary, be there for your friends even when they can't be there for themselves. And I, I think that. that's really beautiful. And yeah. like, I think like I was talking about my girlfriend earlier, I think it's important to let people know, like, I don't want you to feel isolated. I don't ever want you to feel like you can't talk to anybody because like then that, that person wins, that partner wins and they have successfully isolated you from the people that are going to tell them that they deserve better. And we all need to feel like we have someone. I just, I love how she was like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I went through this Mm -hmm. and it sucked. And you know, I I think it's important to not be like, I'm in a good relationship and this is how it should be to be like, I fucked up too. Yeah. I can, yeah. It's the empathy. Um, Okay. This one, she just, says uh, TLDR my roommate's ex-BF is was the worst they just broke up but I still live in fear they will get back together he got out of prison for a robbery <laughs> yada yada there's um, yelled at her blah 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 really rude person um, she was always complaining and crying she says my advice to someone in this situation don't tell her to break up with him don't judge don't be harsh it will just make her hate you not the boyfriend just listen and empathize and give advice but assume they are staying together because they probably are at least for the time being honestly the thing that helped her the most was hearing me and my other friends talk talk about their normal, healthy relationships as she realized hers was not. Also definitely recommend therapy to your friend if they can afford it. I think her therapist helped a lot and allowed her to talk through her feelings, but I, re- but I repeat, do not badmouth him to her. Whatever you do, it won't help. Anyway, I was so happy to see him leaving with two huge trash bags full of stuff and load them into an Uber the other day while all the neighbors stared at him. Good riddance. And that was the one I mentioned before of like, it just helped the friend hearing her friends talk about their relationships. Uh-huh. And it's so true. Look, at the end of the day, a lot of times your friend is going to pick their partner. I'm not talking about the beginning of a relationship. I'm talking like you are years in. Like you're going to come at a person and they're going to be like, this is who I've chosen to share my life with. And that is a really rare thing to find and it's hard and that's what I'm choosing. So mm-hmm. don't make me choose because yeah. I'll choose. 
Okay. So another email um, scenario from the point of view of somebody who was dating someone who people didn't really love. Um, long story short, I was dating someone for a little over five years. The relationship wasn't going on the right path, but she was blindsided by love. Okay. After letting this toxic relationship go on for years, I was finally out of it. I kicked myself for not listening to my friends and family first. I know this wasn't always the case, but I swear I was more mad at myself for not listening to my friends sooner than I was than I was about the relationship finally ending. So I'm just saying, PSA to friends, tell your friend what they need to hear. It might be tough at first. I know every case is different, but I stayed in something way longer than I should have, even after my friends expressed concerns. Anyways, I hope that this helps somebody and stop second guessing yourself. Your friends are probably right. I mean, every, like we said, we can't stress enough. Every situation is different, you know, and I just come from that place of empathy and love. And like, you deserve a healthy relationship where you feel all these things that we said earlier. Um, there's also people out there that probably wouldn't want to hear that. You know, I'm sure we have on the flip side, there's, we, I'm sure we have an email on that email box. It was like, nothing my friend said mattered. And I, you know, <laughs> I, I wish they would have left me alone about it. And, but I, I'm, I'm of the ilk of, say it with love, don't ambush your friend and um, then let it go. You can make yourself known and then at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do. And then if they're asking, I mean, tread carefully. I think that we all know things that you say that you can't take back. But like if they're really asking and they really want your advice, especially if you're... I don't know, the person that's good at advice, you know, Rain and I get asked for advice all the time. We have a lot of knowledge. Like by this point, we have a degree in this shit and we were already good at it before. That's why we started this podcast. So <laughs> if you're one of those people, you know, I have a friend, a good friend, a friend of ours. She's younger than me. I've always felt like I'm kind of a big sister to her. And she went through this really bad, bad breakup, cheater, narcissist, sociopath guy. And then she went right back into a relationship with a guy that was really a rebound. We would always joke that he had just like outkicked his coverage so hard, but she just wanted a rebound and that's what she did. And this guy was like super in love with her. And and we went to drinks one night and she was telling me about their relationship. And I was like, I think you know that this isn't the guy for you. And I think you know that this was a rebound. And like, this guy was a nice guy, nothing bad to say. But like, what you're telling me, I do think it's time to call this relationship. I think that you don't feel the same way about him as he feels about you. And I think this relationship has run its course and it was what you needed at the time. And this like isn't the guy for you. She broke up with him the next day. <laughs> like, Go she, on, I think she needed that. So I think it's always like, take a beat. Feel the energy. Is your friend really wanting you to push them over that edge? I think we know how that feels. She was one foot out the door. She needed somebody that could look at it from the outside, that had knowledge, that was like, yeah, girl, let's let's make this decision. She, what I, did I tell you? I was like, uh, she broke up with him last yeah, night. She's a like, witch. After we got back. <laughs> but but you chose your words your words wisely. You know, in those scenarios, I always like to say stuff that if you stay with him forever, I have yeah. not said something I can never yes. fucking take back. You just said to her, I think you know that this has run its course. You know this is not for you. You didn't say like, fuck that guy. He's a fucking nerd. Look at his khakis. Also, if you love your friend and you start popping off, fine. You know, we're yeah. all human. But I think we've all been in those scenarios. Try to not be that person that says those things. I don't think that you did that, you know? Yeah. I think you just push her right over the cliff. And all, all these things too are like, the older you get, the, the lesson I'm constantly learning is don't necessarily pop off the second you feel a feeling, you know, sit with it for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, think about how you want to say something too. You know what I mean? Like, if you're like, I got to say something, I have to go off, this guy's the worst. Like, let's take a breather and like, <laughs> let's think about this and because, and, and how you are going to approach it if you choose to approach it. Yeah. So like we said, approach it with empathy, love, honesty, open 
openness. You're welcome to express your, you know, your thoughts, your feelings. Always just do it from a place of I'm here for you and I love you. And, you know, maybe you guys take a break. Maybe you don't. You never know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And guys, we have a really great episode coming up on Monday about boundaries. So we'll even be talking more about like setting boundaries and stuff like that. It'll really kind of enhance this episode too. Yeah. Hope you guys love it. Um, we will see you on Monday. We'll see you in Florida for our live show. Yeah. Maybe tickets, maybe not. <laughs> We've never known less about our business besides <laughs> Florida shows. Um, we know but, that we'll be there. <laughs> we know that we we'll be, be there. there. We'll be there. And we have special guests. Um, okay, guys. Well, thanks for listening to the bonus episode. If you've made it all this way through, leave a rating if you're listening. May as well. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Make sure you're following us so you're one of our followers. We would love that too. And you can find everything you need at Girls Gotta Eat Podcast.com, at Girls Gotta Eat Podcast on Instagram, Ash Hess, Raina.Greenberg on Instagram, Girls underscore Gotta Eat on Twitter and YouTube.com slash Girls Gotta Eat. And we'll see you Monday. All right, guys. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.